thought you were in prison for life. I work for the government. Post office? Do you think they'd let me out of prison and deliver mail? I don't know. It's the first government job I could think of. I kill people for them, okay? This task force doesn't officially exist, which leaves us on our own. We call our targets butterflies. They are a serious threat to the safety of American citizens. There's something weird going on. You think me and Vigilante are too stupid to notice. Hey, everyone, which one's me and which one's Eagly? Okay, you're half right, but you score 50% of the test at school. What do you get? A D. School is my bag. It's for dorks. Garbage in, garbage out. Hello, hello, all you gigalos. Welcome to Garbage In, Garbage Out. I'm your host, Kelton, and I'm joined, as always, by my amazing co-host, Grift. How's it going, buddy? Uh, it, it's good. Uh, I'm, I'm receiving breaking news reports that uh, Putin just deployed the Peacemaker to the breakaway uh, Donetsk and Luhansk regions in a, <laughs> in a, in a, in a peacekeeping mission. So, it's of st- course. staying staying on brand. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna closely monitor that situation. I feel bad for all the Zoomers who are currently packing a bag and uh, worrying about how how high their draft number is. The the whole question of how many bodies do you have is about to have a totally different meaning for these Zoomers now. Uh, all right. IP to those those but it's okay we're joined though by uh, a zoomer uh herself it's ruby what's up bitches what's up you fucking geezers <laughs> zoomer in the house <laughs> we're out of that target age demographic for the spider-man no way home rewatch hey man hey listen listen all right listen you get the, do we have to lead with this hey number six all time <laughs> at the box office on me dude you're the one who's hosting the spider-man podcast you know okay if you hosted the uncharted podcast we probably be covering a different movie they touching bullets <laughs> with that it's okay i mean not all of us can uh get snubbed at the oscars and then <laughs> like lobby to have a twitter poll get <laughs> its own academy award Hell yeah. so congrats well, uh to, it's own to acknowledgement Disney. they're not even gonna they're not gonna get shit which i think is funny because i think people are gonna get mad because a lot of people probably think that that Oscars fan choice shit is like, here, you get your own little Oscar. No, no, you get to be acknowledged at the show, at the four hour fucking show that none of these people are going to watch anyway. When they are reading the news about it the next day and keyword <laughs> searching, <laughs> they're going to be so mad and then they're going to move on to whatever the next thing is. Whatever next fucking art house director gets forcefully asked about Marvel movies by some fucking clout chasing <laughs> fucking headline writer. Hey, uh, fucking uh, what? I don't know. I can't think of who's a fucking other director who hasn't done that already. I think Francis Ford Coppola was there the latest one. He, yeah, he just yeah. did that. Hey, Mr. Coppola, yeah. what do you think of Marvel movies? Can you shut the fuck up? Can you shut up? Can you leave me alone? I'm hey, now in Coppola's defense, he he like brought on the full wrath of the internet because he not only went after <laughs> Marvel movies, That's he true. then said that other movies are also bad because yeah. they have been poisoned. Even good movies suck, by the way. Yeah. It's uh oh, show me the oh. lie. Yeah, Francis, <laughs> come on, come on, Frank, Frank Gay, baby, <laughs> why you gotta do this to me? Whoa, Focus on your winery. Easy, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so this week we are avoiding the the Marvel Disney 
empire. Instead, mm-hmm. we are focusing on the Discovery <laughs> Warner Media mm-hmm. Empire, and uh, we're going with Peacemaker. Hell yeah. It's a uh, eight episode TV show debuted on HBO Max. It just got renewed for a season two. The uh, finale had a forty four percent higher viewership mark than the first episode. So it only got stronger as time went on. Thus, I think putting a final nail in the coffin for the Netflix release all episodes all at once strategy that seems to uh, have taken place. Yeah, consistently, everyone's talking about these shows that release weekly, like because it keeps it in the conversation. Everybody, when they drop all at once, everybody talks about them for like three hours and then move on to the next thing. It's 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 working <laughs> to keep attention on it. And that's kind of been like HBO Max's thing, right? Like that mm-hmm. they don't really drop their shows all at once. They do week by week. I mean, I remember yeah, yeah. going back to like Game of Thrones when that was huge. Like the, the week by week was like the last show that everybody watched like that. But mm-hmm. they they they're they've had a series of hits, you know, like Success and Euphoria, like all these shows that get people. Righteous talking. gemstones. Yeah, righteous coming gem- up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They 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 never really changed into the the Netflix uh drop all at once binge like thing that like house of cards kicked off with that um so (laughs) and it's it seems to be really working for them because uh getting uh good content compared to the other streaming services these days it's crazy how that can happen you know uh it is weird again the hbo max is emerging uh like a phoenix just as the dominant winner of the streaming wars as it uh, continues to rise up no offense to disney disney's doing its own thing but uh, i'm sorry book of boba fett is not exactly getting the critical acclaim <laughs> that so many of the hbo shows are wait wait dude, wait you mean the mandalorian season three yeah right? oh yeah, i'm sorry yeah fucking season 2.5 that's all i saw in that fucking show i heard two things about that show my friend was watching and he goes this theme song goes pretty hard i'm like cool that tell me how it goes and then when i was thinking about watching it all i saw was that it just turns into fucking another mando season which is hilarious they have no no confidence in anything which is amazing especially when they're like hey that holy original season that we did that didn't really tie into anything that everyone responded super positively to now let's just weave it into our established star wars universe and strip it of all originality let's let's give the mandalorian one of those naboo ships from the uh, phantom menace you remember 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 those right Hey, you're nostalgic for this now. You thought the movie sucked at the time. Are you nostalgic for how we uh, CGI actors' faces? Are you nostalgic for that? (laughs) Uh, We're talking about a TV show. So, of course, we're not going to do a full blow-by-blow of everything. I want us to kind of stick with the broad strokes. But, obviously, we're going to be getting into spoilers uh, and just everything else. So, I'm going to start us off on the right foot here. What did we think about this show? Grift? Uh, I had a lot of fun with this. Uh, You know, there's so many superhero TV shows now. And, you know, sort of like Marvel has saturated the market with these things so i I was a little bit dubious going in because like another one of these fucking things based on like like the uh, a d tier character from the the super like the 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 suicide squad like obviously uh john cena's a big star and 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 whatnot but it just seemed like kind of random like really we're getting a show about this guy but I was I was very pleasantly surprised. Um, I've been 
going out all weekend, you know, living life in the big city, just needed to crash yesterday. So just nothing better than to just like curl up in bed and watch like eight hours of Peacemaker. Yeah. Yeah. And it was it was a good it was it was a good uh, chill way to end the weekend. So I had a, I, had a, I had a good time binging it like a lot of a lot of humor, a lot of heart. Um, like, you know, it was pretty, pretty like relatively low stakes compared to some of the other superhero stuff. But I I liked the, the you know, the, like the small team of, of rejects focus. It Hmm. felt very it like in line with the with the suicide squad um uh movie that it was that it was jumping off from yeah this is very much like james gunn's third iteration of this concept you know because yeah Yeah. uh, guardians of the galaxy then the suicide squad and now this task force x uh project that's that's going on so it's fun to see him uh, both going back to a well that is very familiar and always tweaking and refining the formula so it's uh it's pretty intriguing ruby what did you think about the show i thought it was fucking great i thought it was really good i was surprised that i like uh peacemaker as like the character john cena right Oh man! As much as I did, yeah. because I found him incredibly fucking annoying in the Suicide Squad. <laughs> in this show, Vigilante, his really fucking annoying best friend, uh, <laughs> is how I saw him in Suicide Squad. Interesting. He was just really fucking annoying, and he spoke too much. Not all the time, because I really liked Vigilante sometimes, but a <laughs> lot of the time it was just like, why do? You- why do you have to say uh-huh. something right now? Which is kind of the point. Yeah. Because every character <laughs> says that to him when he talks. They're like, why are you talking? Why do you have to speak? Oh, man, I hate but this annoying like, character so much. Why is he on the show? Oh, <laughs> that's why he. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not every TV character needs to be my best friend. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay, shut up, bitch. I'm just saying. <laughs> he, he was a bit much. And in the Suicide Squad, I felt like that was Peacemaker. He was just a bit much in the group. Mm -hmm. But in this, he kind of loses that quality because there's someone else who's like 10 times more annoying than him. And he has a lot of kind of space to have a little, even though it's all humorous and over the top and kind of ridiculous, he has the space to have a little bit of character work and a little bit of emotional growth that he didn't have the room to do when he wasn't the star of the show uh, with his insane fucking i did not expect so many slurs out of his dad dude i didn't oh yeah that shit caught me off guard dude fucking coming in throw a sling in them motherfuckers like nothing i'm like all right okay that's what was weird was that that was just robert patrick on set you know they they, (laughs) thank god they had the cameras rolling they were able to put that in context they just shows up here in like the zoomer haircut (laughs) yeah (laughs) which like was an island boy yeah it's uh, i love that his first his first on-screen uh appearance is watching the alex jones ripoff everybody gotta have an alex jones now facts attack (laughs) everybody has to have a fucking alex jones parody in their shit now yeah everybody has to have it but yeah overall i thought it was really good i thought it was really fun a a lot of the script just to jump off of that you know like every every uh media property has to have a fake alex jones because like it's obviously like oh they're responding to things in the internet zeitgeist and like it's it's it felt like a lot of the script felt like the the writers of it definitely lurk on twitter like they Mm -hmm. definitely cribbed a lot Mm -hmm. of the lingo from it like 
Uh, they they use simp. They use the 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 Berenstein Berenstein Bears. Yeah, dude. Um, <laughs> These they, guys are uh, just fucking thing. on Twitter lurking and shit. Like, yeah, oh, this will be funny. Handle at at Pepe the Frog eighty nine. <laughs> I love. Lo- I really. I thought giving that was really John good. C was was giving Peacemaker fake news. Like, I really <laughs> love the entire extended bit of him constantly. Uh, oh, what? So you're smarter than Google? Oh, okay, so Facebook just lies to me every day for no reason. <laughs> that was. I thought that was. Cool. <laughs> I thought that was funny. Yeah, the 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 fake news about the mm-hmm. ju- members of the justice leagues like sexual fetishes fake quote unquote <laughs> yeah i did also like the counterbalance point uh, if you remember when uh peacemaker and then uh argus agent harcourt are having a conversation about the deep state when she's trying to adamantly say that yeah. it is not the deep state <laughs> it is just several secretive members within the organization of government forming a cabal with their own agenda <laughs> <laughs> That was great. Uh, so it, it was, uh, yeah, I, I really, really enjoyed the show as well. Like when I went into the show, John Cena being an annoying character in the Suicide Squad, James Gunn, who was really on my shit list, especially coming into this, I wasn't expecting a show that would then dive into and provide a thesis statement on the power of ideology and symbolism when it comes to justifying murder. But that's exactly what it provided. Uh, like, Again, the show shouldn't have worked on paper, but uh, Griff, like you were talking about, he turned these D-listers and cast of characters into another compelling story about how friendship has a redemptive power and how it might be a struggle to grow and change, uh, especially if that means that then you're cutting off the ties with your toxic family members or your toxic friend group or whatever, uh, getting over the past trauma that once defined you and instead becoming a new, better version of yourself, you know, like, like a butterfly in other words. So (laughs) nice butterflies are the bad guys in the show. Everyone clap for (laughs) Kelton. You're right. I mean, like you said, that's kind of his whole thing lately. He takes D list characters for Marvel. He did it with guardians and he did it. He's now done it for DC twice where he just takes D listers. And he's like through the power of friendship, I will make these characters sell a lot of tickets. Yeah. And it's amazing because he takes characters. I mean, I like that, you know, they are D list, but they still have like 40 years of beta testing of character work. So we know what works and what doesn't work. And then, you know, what are the silly little parts of the comic book lore that you can make fun of and also make references to throughout. So you're not having to start entirely from scratch, but these are characters that HBO is not getting, you know, a, a, a tight ass about whatsoever. Like they don't care that Vigilante is way different in the comic books, and that James Gunn just turned him into Deadpool, basically. <laughs> like that, sure, great, fine, do whatever you want, James. Turned him into uh, neurodivergent Deadpool. Oh yeah. my god, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Wait, what's what's going on with that? Because I, I, I mean, you may you may have it down here with, with the with his character notes, but I know that was a whole like online thing. Like the 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 neurodivergent community was getting really into vigilante. They, yeah. Oh, is he autistic people is he supposed really to be, like vigilante? Is he supposed and they to be neurodivergent? No. Okay. Okay. Because they make he, a joke about annoying. it. Yeah, they make a joke about it at the very he's beginning. He's a sociopath. And I, wasn't sure, I wasn't sure if I like, missed it. That no, it like out he's he a sociopath, was. and so he doesn't exhibit a lot of normal traits. Mm-hmm. But he's like what is a textbook sociopath, meaning like he's weird and he has different 
idiosyncrasies, but he's not like a Hannibal Lecter. I'm an evil genius kind of mm-hmm. sociopath. He's uh, just a regular guy who doesn't I- exhibit feelings or have emotions or have an ability to empathize in situations like He's a sociopath clinically. Yeah. And so it, it's weird that then a lot of people are like, no, he's he's autistic. That's what he is. <laughs> one of us, one of us, which, you know, I think like a bunch of autistic people claiming the sociopath as one of theirs might just be <laughs> like one of the one. most autistic things I've ever seen take place <laughs> online. <laughs> like this is going to yeah. be some autistic guy's catcher in the rye <laughs> is what's going to happen. Like some guy's gonna be watching this and be like, "Yes, there is a deep state. Joe Biden is a butterfly. I need to do (laughs) what I need to do." Yo, when when Joe Biden's eating the ice cream, he's like that. That's 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 the fucking honey shit. It's in the yeah, yeah. He's 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 got the. It's why it's always in the cone. So his tongue his tongue goes into the ice cream, (laughs) so you can't see it. Like so, he, he he can he can eat it in public and and not be revealed. Uh, to be an alien god it's it's it true it makes too much sense we we gotta yeah you know we dropped the ball by not creating the titan truth podcast post godzilla <laughs> uh we, we gotta do fact attack or whatever the fuck that show was fact attack yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and just go with that with the the dceu storylines all the way through yeah. i think that could be worth something um here, just a real quick premise. You know, I know we're, we're already kind of into the weeds a bit, but for the weirdos who are like, oh, I haven't watched Peacemaker, but I want <laughs> to listen to your show. Number one, why? Don't do that. But uh, I guess to give you a heads up, the show starts basically five months after the Suicide Squad mission. So Peacemaker is recovered from the hospital. He's discharged and he returns to his house which is in a trailer park. And then he's recruited by a bunch of Argus agents to basically do like a mini suicide squad of yeah. its own on a mission called project butterfly, which, you know, let, let's just talk about project butterfly, what it is. Cause uh, I, I really enjoyed the reveal of it's an alien invasion that took place. What about y'all? I, I thought that was cool. I, I, I did like the little meta thing. Like you guys aren't very original. At coming up with names, so I'm gonna assume Project Butterfly is butterflies, and it was, <laughs> which was fun. <laughs> I thought it was cool. I thought the whole, I thought it was kind of ridiculous, even though like it's it kind of pays off as a joke at the end, like the very end, uh, with the Justice League. Oh, sorry, spoilers again. If you fucking for some reason or what, whatever, I don't care. Um, like <laughs> I liked, I liked how they had Jason Momoa show yeah. up, but then, but but they kept Superman in, in like they silhouette kept Superman and Wonder Woman in silhouette. Or, yeah. or Gal Gadot. He was Ezra busy Miller at Game Workshop. Uh, yeah, he, yeah, he really yeah, he's there to little some. chill now. <laughs> fucking wild. I actually, I want a new Ultramarine with Henry Cavill. Like I do. Okay, mm. it was a fun like homage to like the you know like the invasion of the body snatchers type classic uh, alien. Uh, taking over people trope um and i liked in the way the way it sort of like tied into like the the you know again spoilers but the but the aliens mission to to save earth from itself yeah um it's 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 almost and, and then and then combined with the fact that like they're taking over influential 
people. Mm-hmm. It's like it's almost like mm, maybe uh, maybe maybe there's this uh, mind virus going around in the elites that is making <laughs> them act this way. But no, no, it's actually it's actually just who they are. They don't they don't they it, they we 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 can't take it out of them. That's yeah. uh, they're they're in, in, incurable at this point. So uh, I thought it was kind of a little wacky that the that Waller and like the people like entrusted four people to stop an invasion that shown on the screen in the van at some point in the show is like completely like worldwide apocalyptic scale invasion already yeah it doesn't really matter because they only have the one food source so they could stop it on their own and again it was also kind of a punchline because at the end of the show he's like why don't you send the fucking justice league like they can just go in and do this in five minutes and it's over. And, he, and she's just like, you don't hear her answer, but she obviously does send them or whatever. They just show up late. Oh, fuck, but like, you know, yeah. point. Oh, God <laughs> really should have done that before. Uh, I hate this. Yeah, oh, I guess you were right. Uh, I mean, I get like technically if you want to like excuse the uh, the little like uh, plot hole there is that they didn't actually know that there was one food source or where it was. Uh, and the reason they couldn't wait was because they were going to teleport it and they would lose it again. So the Justice League would be useless again if they didn't know where it was. But that's you know, exactly that's, right. That's what it, what what they always would be. Uh, yeah. it, it's just so fun that you have an alien storyline that goes from alien infiltration, like oh no, it's the elites are taking over hmm. by aliens, to so then like a full blown invasion. We're like oh god, th- there are so many aliens. To <laughs> then oh like they're trying to save us, so it's an intervention of sorts of like no, we're trying. <laughs> we're, we're willing to take over as many human bodies as necessary to mean uh or to help the survival of your species yeah it it, it reminded me of the underwater aliens from the abyss too where they you know see where humanity is going wrong and and is uh you know trying to basically like destroy humanity to save the planet you Um, gotta do what you gotta do you know uh yeah you any you gotta like you gotta do anything for peace, you know, no matter what it takes, uh, no matter what children you have to it, kill. It is great, like <laughs> I, like the 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 motto, of course, that you're referencing with peacemaker. Um, but like the, how it ties in to you know, like uh, even when his dad's neighbor is getting after him, and is like, "Oh, you're not a superhero. What? Who's in your rogues gallery?" He's like, "No one. No one is in my rogues gallery because I, I kill them. Kill them. <laughs> you dumb fuck." <laughs> it's like, okay, look, I got to talk about that. Okay, uh huh. Go Listen. ahead. Go ahead. The fucking I get it. Okay, yeah. Congratulations. You went to Twitter.com and fucking Googled Batman take and you got fucking eight million posts <laughs> that, that said, oh, well, we have to write this because this is the popular Twitter opinion. Oh, why doesn't Batman kill anybody? Why doesn't Batman kill his villains? Batman's a stupid. Shut the fuck up. Shut up. You don't uh, you don't understand the point of the fucking character. Batman is a fucking crazy a crazy, stupid motherfucker. He's insane. No normal person does what Batman does ever. Batman is not supposed to fucking be 
Like, it's stupid. Okay. I, he doesn't kill people. Shut up. I, we have heard it a mil- I'm so frustrated. I, I'm also by just delighted by, so by Ruby revealing her age in this of her Fuck assumption mean, that it's a Twitter take and not a like circa 1970s. Oh my God, okay, whatever. Take. Yeah, you fucking old fuck from the 80s have been saying the same thing. James oh, Gunn has oh been a God. child and this is criticism. He wrote Killing Joke. Who cares? My point is yeah, that it's tired. It's a tired fucking take about Batman that he that he's in the wrong for not killing his villains. Like, yes, motherfucker. Okay, they would. It would be better if Joker was dead. That's not the fucking point of the story. Also, like this, this is in the same universe as the Batman that like mounts machine that guns on the Batmobile. The <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. And, and that's not not even even excusing that because it's not like okay, maybe not everybody knows that because not everybody watched Justice League. Everybody just knows Batman exists. But in this universe, it's common knowledge that Batman brands people to have them murdered in prison when uh, he arrests them. Someone that's didn't watch the extended cut of Batman v Superman Shut the fuck because up. that was all Shut actually up. a propaganda campaign pushed really? by Lex Luthor oh, that he orchestrated. Yeah. yeah. So are you serious? Yeah. I'm going to fucking kill myself. I, I hate it, but you know, like it's okay to not be a real fan, Ruby. It's fine. You Why know? do we keep giving Zack Snyder a chance to retroactively fix the dumb fucking bullshit? He puts it's okay. In his movies. He, he is now making a Star Wars movie for Netflix. Oh, that's not okay. called. Star Wars, of course. It's called Rebel Moon, so it's basically Star Wars. <laughs> oh, I saw that. Yeah, it is just Star Wars. Um, an- an- another another note on the, on the Bat brand. Uh, I think I think he just runs the a, a Bat Ranch in this universe, <laughs> and then he brands them in prison, and then when they get out, they become uh, they become uh, uh, lifelong uh, uh, em- employees slash slaves oh, of my the ranch. God. Oh. Uh, for those for those at for those at home following along on their uh, Gigo Bingo card you can cross off the yellowstone reference now <laughs> i'm now just picturing like the wayne uh logo but as a bat but as a brand you know uh real real <laughs> just like i think he's telling on himself he's telling on himself incredibly hard oh my god let's let's talk a little bit about some of these side characters that exist though uh amelia harcourt i thought it was really cool what they did with the quote-unquote badass woman role, because they didn't just Whedonify it, they they kept her still being like a, a real fighter in her own way. But mm-hmm. the, obviously, like when she's going up against a butterfly-controlled gorilla, like that shit is too much for her, and you know she does get overwhelmed and overcome by some things. But it's not a defining characteristic of like, oh, look how resilient she is. She's just like a capable team leader. Shout out props, whatever you want to call it, for James Gunn getting his wife a uh, well-written role. That's his wife? <laughs> yeah, fiance. You know, it's, it's oh, fine. Okay. That's oh, cute. I, I did not yeah, know that. Yeah. That's yeah. sweet. Basically, nice. he wants John Cena to fuck his wife, which, you know, I can't wait for the <laughs> cut, uh, arc that's going to be going on. He just likes seeing John Cena fuck people, I guess. That's a, that's a running thing. He gets a lot of pussy. And, and Dick. Dick. Yeah. Wow. That's how inclusive. Right. Disney could never. Woke King. <laughs> yeah. Woke King peacemaker. Dude. I do Jeez. love the idea. Woke, woke bisexual peacemaker. <laughs> Disney is like, look, we have 
Hephaestus in a happy suburban home with his husband where they hold hands twice in the movie. <laughs> and then DC is saying, here's Peacemaker having a three-way with Vigilante and some random <laughs> chick. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, like i mean genuine genuine props honestly like i think i on like i i hate i'm i'm fucking sick of disney refuse it's so weird just put a fucking gate it's why is it such a fucking i don't understand like are you saying that disney should finally have its first gay character in film yeah for the eighth fucking time Yeah, yeah like i i i think it's weird because so so much like culture war bullshit is about Disney indoctrinating children with with globo homo or whatever, but like they're petrified to put homo homosexuality anywhere in anything they do. And this shows to having this dude just fucking raw dogging some boy ass, just fucking doing it. And well, and getting, man, let's uh, wanting, not. And, considering okay, James boy, Gunn's basically. previous tweet history, we can't say okay, raw yes, dogging true, that okay. boy's ass. Fair. Allegedly, alleged <laughs> boy. <laughs> <laughs> He's still on thin ice with me. No power of friendship bullshit. It's gonna make me not think it was weird to tweet that in 2009 or whenever. You know, uh, it's fine. He but has I mean, more like, Brian Singer pool parties to go to. It's all right. <laughs> I mean, I mean, like, like the point just being that, like, it, it's acknowledged twice in the show when he when he's like implied to have had a threesome with Vigilante, and then when his dad outright says that he's had sex with men and that's part of why he wants him to be dead or whatever yes he definitely said sex with men yep he didn't use any Uh, other words his white supremacist white dragon father that was that was part of it okay i'm (laughs) saying that that was a specific part that he singled out not that that's the only fucking reason um but like i like i was just trying to say that like i like when representation is like that it reminds me of a specific example that i will give in Fallout New Vegas, uh, where the gay characters, the gay companions, don't mention it. They're just they're just gay. And you would not know unless you were the opposite sex and you tried to fuck them, in which case they'd be like, no, thanks. Otherwise, it's just not mentioned. And I like that. It's like a similar thing. He has this threesome and they don't stop and make a fucking gay joke about it. They don't stop and like make like they don't like hammer it into you like, hey, guess, look, guys, guys, look. We made him like boys too. Isn't that cool? Like, no, he just did it, and then they kept going like it was no big deal, which it isn't. I'm, which is I'm cool. just now wondering, like, what the betting odds are of Peacemaker season two using the word "cuck." I'm gonna put that at like betting odds one to one. But then, you know, "bussy" I think really has a strong. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. oh man. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. Actually, yeah. genuinely surprised something like Bussy didn't fucking make it into this season. Like that would that would have fit in there pretty easily. I think. We're not we're not quite there yet because the the um, verbiage in like the productions always lags like a couple years. I was going to say what's, yeah. what's like hot on the the Twitter streets. <laughs> um, James Gunn came across so that word yeah. and he's like Eminem with a rap. He's like, I'm going to incorporate <laughs> this word. I'm going to add this to this show. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, so, uh, let's talk a little bit about, um, uh, Peacemaker's dad. Cause I, I think that's a, a really great performance, uh, of course, by Robert Patrick and his dumbass wig. Um, it was interesting that they didn't make him 
the butt of a joke, like with his hate speech and everything else, you know, like they weren't cartoon characters, if that makes sense. And I say that with a guy who is wearing a, you know, like robo clan outfit, calling himself the white dragon, not coming across as too cartoony. Like it, it felt like it was like, oh, a guy like this would give uh, not give birth, but would be the father figure of someone like a peacemaker type. I get it. Yeah, no, peace, peacemaker was his butt baby. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like also no. the fact that like yeah, you said it. Yeah, it's a bit ridiculous in the general superhero sense, but when you think about it, this is probably what a fucking clan leader grand dragon would fucking do in a world with superheroes. They actually call themselves grand wizards and grand dragons. It is not at all a stretch of the imagination to think that a fucking neo-Nazi clan member, fuck clan leader, would fucking turn himself into a fucking supervillain all about how he's a fucking cool dragon who hates blacks and other slurs that he just drops out of fucking... <laughs> oh he he like also dropped like a lot of old school racism too, which is almost yeah. delightful yeah. in its own way. He drops WAP. He says he calls Italians WAP. <laughs> yeah, he does. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That one's good. <laughs> that his, one's his just His racism with the, uh, with the Asian lady, with the Asian cop lady, yeah. it's like oh, God. very like childish though, like because it's just a little back and forth, like, haha, chopsticks. Uh, other stuff Asian people do, but you know, all his other racism is just fucking hardcore shit. Fucking dropping slurs, talking about wanting to kill them, commies and papists and uh, other things. And papists, yes, that was awesome. Listen, like some critical support (laughs) for White Dragon, okay? Like, yeah, broken clocks, all that kind of stuff. My problematic wood. I also love how he's yeah, like right. a technical the, yeah. genius. Like the yeah. different helmets, that was a great gag in the show about how his helmets would do different things uh, each time. I, I really enjoyed that. And also, like the 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 scabies one better make an appearance in the second season. We we never we have the the Chekhov scabies helmet. We never got to see it in action. Well, and also like how the White Dragon is such a technical genius, but it's obvious that he never taught his children this because you know one of them died young but peacemaker like has no real like technical skill like the best weapon idea he can come up with is a mortar shell duct tape to a grenade that he hurls at a factory (laughs) (laughs) like a like a russian tank Mm -hmm. shell (laughs) but yeah like his racism was just so it was so over the top like uh, it was it was almost like it was played up for laughs just like how just i mean at first ridiculous. i felt that way in his very like, when he first shows up like he's just fucking yeah. backing it on i'm like okay this is supposed to be like a comically yeah. racist guy i didn't think he'd come back for the show either i thought that he was going to be there give him his helmet and then he'd leave and you'd be like oh that's why he's all fucked up dc's always kind of hid behind like we can do racism allegories by having like a human not like aliens you know, mm-hmm. and like not like people from this planet or whatever. And they kind of get away with it. 
And I, I think that maybe that could work. So it just feels weird that, again, in a world where Aquaman exists, Superman exists, an alien from another planet, that you're still like, but I hate black people. I really do. Like, <laughs> that, that's what's on my agenda. Sure, Darkseid might be trying to invade, but the only reason I don't like Darkseid is that he's not called Whiteside. That's <laughs> <it's> a- <laughs> Whiteside. <laughs> I mean, realistically, like personally on like, I kind of like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think it's a popular opinion, but I don't I don't really like that. Very interesting take. (laughs) Considering what was just said, this might not be a popular opinion, but some people (laughs) annoy me. You know, the the white dragon, the white dragon kind of had a point. (laughs) I'd like to amend my statement regarding the white supremacist white dragon. You do not under any circumstances got to hand it to him. No, but like. I was going to say that, like, I don't really like using allegories. I don't like that Marvel uses mutants as a catch-all allegory for racial and ethnic minorities. Yeah, any stuff. minority. I don't <laughs> like... Uh, <laughs> you know, one, on the one hand, that's just kind of fucking weird. Like, you're fucking homogenizing, like, every fucking minority into mutants. Yeah, because there's also, normal and other. What could be problematic yeah. about that viewpoint, Ruby? <laughs> and, like... <laughs> Like, I just I don't like allegorical use for that. Yeah, you're you're right in that that it is ridiculous that a white supremacist would see aliens and shit invading and still be worried about black people. But then again, white supremacy and shit like that is not a rational way of thinking. And they absolutely would still be focused on black people and other minorities and stuff like that, that they always hated. Like, that's not going to change how they think in the slightest at worst or like at best they'll be like yeah well i hate that fucking guy too because he's an actual alien of course i fucking hate him but that doesn't make me hate black people any less like <laughs> speak you know, for it's, yourself it's still, <laughs> it's, it's still uh like it makes sense that this guy would continue to exist mm-hmm. and instead just see like the emergence of superheroed character superpowered characters as like well i can fucking do that and use it to kill minorities you know yeah like it makes sense and i think uh, allegorical like representations of that are cowardly i think gun did a lot of really great things through and through like this is obviously uh what's weird is that he wrote this show in the middle of the pandemic like he kind of hold himself up and then just wrote the show and then pitched Mm -hmm. it to hbo so obviously i think he was he was going through a, a lot of different things uh when that this was happening so it's interesting to see that he's not uh wanting to shy away from this um i I, you know my favorite example of race relations uh was uh when vigilante goes to prison uh and is trying on a mission to kill (laughs) peacemaker's father and so he sits down at the table with the other white supremacists and is asking like what's your favorite contribution that african-american people have made to u.s culture uh it's it's just so great um because it's humorous but it also highlights the fact that you know it enables you to see a fight scene of vigilante versus what are considered like normal quote-unquote power level bad guys and he's just mowing through them with ease uh and so it's always has everything always is kind of serving a double function 
Like even the the shit talking jokes about dye beard, you know, like you know, <laughs> ragging on the two for seven episodes, and then that has like an emotional core at the oh, finale. Fucking, uh, uh, a solid one too. <laughs> that shit sucked. That was rough. That was really good. Like I thought they were gonna do a little something, like a little apology at some point, because at the very beginning, Peacemaker's like, "You fucking idiot. You could be best friends with this guy." but you're being a fucking asshole like you always do. And then later in the show, like towards the end, they show that they both fucking like um, heavy metal the fuck old people music. That was the specific 80s artist. hair metal. Yeah, specifically. Yeah. 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 And then when he showed him the tattoo and stuff uh, and I was like, OK, so they're going to resolve and be friends by the end. He stopped calling him die beard. That, that's nice. But then they fucking they really throw it at you. He really <laughs> fucks you up. He's like, yeah, I'm fucking pathetic. I'm a pathetic fucking loser. That's why it's like that. Fuck. I mean, I hate uh, myself. Uh, <laughs> the human, the human is a fucking pathetic yeah. piece of God, shit. It's so pathetic. <laughs> shit. Oh my God. <laughs> Makes me sick. <laughs> <laughs> he just starts to walk into the farmhouse. <laughs> like, what? Oh God. Oh no. <laughs> He's going to end it. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I just. The whole show is wonderful in a lot of ways. I, I do want to give a lot of uh, credit, not only to the writing, but I think the set pieces and the execution of the show. Because, I mean, like, and I hate to draw this comparison because I, I don't mean it to come off as mean as it is, but it, it's going to be mean. So here it goes. This show had a much smaller budget than Book of Boba Fett did. And this show looks so much better than Book of Boba Fett does. And I, I just think it's excellent what they chose with doing CGI here. Like you could have a gorilla, but it's in a factory. So it, it makes sense. Eagly mm-hmm. is a wonderful little CGI animal sidekick. That's, that's great. Uh, but, you know, if you're going to spend money on uh, a CGI animal, you might as well have them peck out people's eyes and just, you know, <laughs> be a, a real menace yeah. that way. Uh, and so, oh, I was I was hoping that was coming in a fight scene, and, and, and they did not disappoint. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad they used him. They got their use out of him. Like he looked, yeah, and he looked surprisingly decent for how CGI animals tend to, like especially pets. The hard, yeah. the hardest part is always when the person has to pet it. Yep. They actually have to fucking put their hands on the CGI you mean animal. How they hid that with how eagerly gives him a hug twice mm-hmm. yeah uh, it's so good <laughs> and just, well just in general because there are a couple scenes where he pets it and That's true. he, he yeah. looks it doesn't look terrible like it doesn't look super distracting you know which is nice it's like it's a similar uh not to the same scale or anything um but it's a similar point in how like uh the the batman has a b- roughly half the budget most superhero movies tend to get at this point and looks just so shockingly better and like like it actually has a vision behind it. I got the sense for that, like that this show w- all the way through had a vision to it, you know? Like yeah. with the Boba Fett show, it was just fucking like, I don't know, man. It's a desert. How the fuck else can we, it's how can we get desert. fucking more Star Wars characters in this fucking stupid shit? I don't care. Like, <laughs> it, nobody gives a fuck, dude. Nobody fucking cares. That's why I stopped fucking watching Mandalorian because like, I watched the first season. I was like, this is awesome. It's cool. And everybody liked it because it was fucking self-contained. You didn't fucking see 
Luke fucking Skywalker or Ahsoka or Darth Vader or any other stupid fucking character from the main movies. But then they were like, okay, so you like that show? What if we put all those characters in it? Would you like it more? And I never fucking watched it again. So I don't fucking, I don't want that. Make it stop. <laughs> stop, man. Stop. And like, that's the thing, right? Because like, I, w- I want to say like, stop making everything connected. Stop trying to do that. But like, Peacemaker fucking does it fine. Yeah. In a way that's not fucking weird. Like, they drop fucking little references, which aren't super distracting because it's a lot of it is comedy. And that's fine. Most of the show is comedic. So the comedic references work for me. And they work in the context of having Peacemaker consistently show that he just listens to anything he reads on the Internet. And that's it. Uh, but and like the Justice League cameo at the end is quick and, it you know, it's cute. Uh, and they're not Aquaman pretending that they, fish. yeah, yeah, it's... and they they do not pretend that they that they can afford fucking uh, Henry Cavill or Gal Gadot. They contractually, don't, they, they don't they even don't. pretend to. Gal Gadot is pregnant. Yeah, Henry Cavill's not under contract with DC. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's yeah. They they, they didn't even they didn't even bother putting a Batman silhouette in there. They were like, nah, don't even fucking. Don't well, because do who that knows one. what this Flash movie is gonna exactly. do? Uh, exactly. How great? Uh, how but, pissed off would we be if it was Michael Keaton as Batman? That would be <laughs> as the reveal. That would oh, break. God. That would break the internet for a second that would fucking kill me wait are they so they're doing a flash movie that's gonna have another batman michael keaton is in it and so is ben affleck yeah and then also who knows maybe pattinson but not definitely not pattinson but who knows no wait really oh no they're gonna they're gonna spider-man if i the batman they're gonna bring all the batman back you're gonna have christian bale in there (laughs) well the rumors were that christian bale was gonna be the third batman in there actually um, oh and God. you know, if Adam West was alive, they would put Adam West in it. That's what but, voiceover you know. is for. Come on now. True. Oh, yeah. Well, okay. They're not Disney. They won't CGI fucking weekend at fucking West or whatever. Uh, I'm sorry. Th- this movie. is the golden cow of WB right now. They're going to they're gonna get a goddamn deep fake of Adam West <laughs> if it means that they can churn out more money. Uh, you know George Clooney's going to show up with the bat nipples. Honestly, Clooney <laughs> might have so. been the funniest reveal if, if it was yeah. Clooney <laughs> yeah. with the full on <laughs> bat nips the entire time. Oh, that would be great. But like, you know, point, point just being that it can be done fine. It's not even just the fact that everything has to cross over now because it can be done fine. And this is still a superhero property in which that makes the most sense, which is fine. And more importantly, it's a superhero property that has a kaiju in it. We get a giant alien cow in a farm. And I couldn't have been happier. <laughs> I'm so sad for just... that cow. I'm kind of sad it got killed. Like, <laughs> Ew, it, it, it wasn't doing anything wrong. Like, Ew, it was existing. That shit was fucking uh, gross. I know. I, I felt bad. I don't know. Fucking I, I, ugly. I, felt bad. I felt bad for the cow. How do you feel about <laughs> the actress who worse. plays at a bio, though? She is like, all right, I got my big <laughs> break. It's cool. I get to be kind of like a double sneaky secret agent. I get like an awesome fight scene in this movie. And I, what? How many gallons of syrup are going to be poured on me? <laughs> all of them. All of them are going to get poured on you. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was gross. Just the sheer force. I was like, it keeps going. And it's not <laughs> CGI sheen anything. Like, this is just, like, that was a whole shooting day. What they did. Yeah. Uh, that was that, that was the grossest shit since the Melissa McCarthy raw chicken eating. <laughs> 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 they it back. Uh, hey. 
God. <laughs> I mean, look, I ultimately my point is just that it's not, it's nice when these things have a fucking vision for yeah. once, when there's a coherent like through line to these fucking things and the people yeah. making them actually have an idea that they want to do with the thing they're doing instead of just fucking checking it off the list to get to the fucking next one. Man, I'm so fucking can I look, I'm so fucking mad about this stupid shit. I've been people have been talking about like like with Doctor Strange 2, for example. I don't know if you've seen it hit your timelines at all. How nobody shuts the fuck up about how this person's going to be in it and that person's going to be in it. And I'm like, shut the fuck up. I'll kill you in it. How about that? You fucking stupid, <laughs> annoying piece of shit. Like, it's so dumb. I hate it. I hate Shut up. Just watch the movie. You're right. You're right, Ruby. And a um... about who appears in it. Why can't you just make a movie that is about the movie? Well, Why does it have to be just for fucking putting other stupid things? <laughs> Well, Ruby, I'm going to give you 1.8 billion reasons why uh, <laughs> the superhero machine is now becoming a pure reference. Remember oh. him. Remember him. Um, and uh, I, I, I hate to break it to you, but uh, this uh, No Way Home was like the Disney fied. Like, hey, this like, is not Spider-Man's fault. <laughs> Listen, it's not Spider-Man's <laughs> fault. Sp- I'm not Spider-Man blaming Spider-Man been doing this shit for years. On Xbox 360 uh-huh. and PlayStation 3, uh-huh. some motherfucker made a Spider-Man game about how a bunch of Spider-Men from different universes existed. Very cool and fun, fun little action adventure game where you play as different Spider-Men with different art styles and powers, which inspired one of the people working at Marvel Comics to write the Spider, uh, the Spider-Verse comic event in which bunch of spider-men came together to solve a spider problem together that's also like the plot line of a amazing spider-man like the animated tv show of like yes, a season three storyline yeah spider-man is the thing that does a bunch of the same guy so when they got <laughs> to the fucking when they got to the third movie they were like we should do it with the movie because it works for spider-man do not blame spider-man for the sins of the father okay they do this They've been fucking doing this since Avengers made a billion dollars in 2012. Okay. It's not Spider Man's fault. You're right. Fucking. You're right. Reference humor didn't exist before the Avengers. Uh huh. That's it. I mean, the crossover <laughs> shit. God. You're right. Crossovers didn't exist oh before. Oh my God. Okay. The All right. What? I'm just, yeah. Then why did you say it was Spider Man's fault in the first place? That it, it, fucking it, it wasn't. It, it confirmed Disney's strategy that, like, uh, for the like the next phase, they're just gonna go fine. People want references for the next four to six years. It's oh. just gonna be references because that's what prints money. That's what it proved uh, for Disney. That's my point. It's not Spider Man's fault. Spider Man is a wonderful, beautiful boy yes. who speaks with a Marty right. McFly voice. And it, I think sure. it's fine that we have a you know twenty seven year old man who's now still playing a seventeen year old. <laughs> it's it's good. Everything's perfectly normal. Um, but yeah, uh, let, let's let's wrap up this discussion though on Peacemaker because uh, I I wanted to as kind of a final note talk about how I really enjoyed the way that they blended a what's considered quote-unquote juvenile humor with the -the over-the-top violence with like the big serious themes with the high levels of emotional vulnerability that takes place uh of where pretty much anyone can enjoy this uh as a show 
mm-hmm. then you can enjoy it on different levels depending on how much you want to read into things. And so I think it almost has like a it's always sunny in Philly vibe in that way of where Oh, totally. Yeah. Like all the all the characters are always telling each other to like shut the fuck up. Like when a, when a character is being annoying, like the other ones are like it, it has the sort of like natural organic banter to it, where they're everyone's yeah. just like, yeah, it's it's almost gratuitous in the way they like 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 shut like sh- shut up, fuck you, fuck off. Oh, no, it, it's like, definitely <laughs> gratuitous. Like it's, yeah, it's noticeable how most of their fucking conversations are telling each other to just shut the fuck up. Like the whole <laughs> the whole show, ninety percent of their conversations are like, okay, yeah. this it, it's always like, okay, this is the plot exposition a little bit. This is our objective. Uh, annoying, stupid ass statement. Hey, shut the fuck up. Hey, you shut the fuck up. And then the guy who said the annoying statement is still saying it. He never shut up in the first place. And they just they they milk it too, especially with vigilante. Like they milk him being annoying. I love. He keeps I going love after he's told to shut up it's over su- and over. It's again. such a brilliantly written character. And I mean, again, I know we got to wrap this up. So my apologies for this quick uh, rabbit trail. They had filmed five and a half episodes with a different actor being vigilante and that wasn't clicking. So they recast. And then the, uh, the, this actor, Freddie, uh, forget his last name, had to go in and pinch hit redoing all of those scenes. <laughs> and uh, I, I think he just knocked it out of the park with that role. I, I mean. Uh, oh so. yeah, he did fantastic. I, I it was just... really like, like I said, like I, I found them a bit grating sometimes. Like it was a bit much sometimes, but it, it also it hardly ruined the show for me. He was he did really well, and he did exactly what he was supposed to do. And I think, like in general, the the little point being made about this is that I think that's also part of why a lot of people like it and why it resonates uh, uh, really well with a lot of people is that it's constantly being funny. And constantly being over the top, but it never lets you uh, have too much time uh, laughing before really fucking you up again and reminding you that these are fucking broken people and that their fucking lives suck and that they hate themselves or each other or their families. You know, something's just fucked up about their fucking life. But you know what? You know, whatever. Have a little laugh. Have a little have a little annoying banter. Have a little back and forth. And then uh, again, remember, these people fucking suck or their lives suck. And that's something that 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 resonates. I think a lot of people's lives fucking suck, uh, and uh, you laugh about it to get through it. It, 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 it felt it felt very like true to life in the way that like I think every all of us know like have met some people who are like the peacemaker character where it's like mm-hmm. this guy he wants to do better but he's incredibly fucked up has a lot of shit in his past can't get over it but just you you he really really wants to do better and then like you know people like the vigilante guy who just like can't shut the fuck up like has <laughs> he gets his mind on a track and like you know like always interrupts the presentation or just is all is doing his own thing and like just has random non sequiturs but and just won't shut up like these are like i feel like everybody knows at least some people like this, like yeah. in, in in their lives, and and it, and it felt like the, the 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 dialogue and the characters like felt very um like sort of like like true to life in that way. Do you think it makes me happy when I kill rapists or murderers or people who do graffiti? Huh? Do you think it makes me happy? <laughs> yes, <laughs> it does. I fucking love it. Yeah, that's really good. Uh, it's a again just a, a wonderful show. It has a lot of uh, things to say. I'm looking forward to season two. I am terrified though of season two because James Gunn has already basically 
said but not said that he's not going to be as involved in season two so Mm -hmm. it'll be interesting to see what Mm. uh, they do what the wb machine does to ruin this or what other like talented voices are that are in the uh in the wings so to speak waiting to show and highlight what all they can do for this genre so only time will tell. In the meantime, though, let's uh, let's wrap this up with some plugs. Ruby, what is going on in your world? Well, uh, I have a podcast of my own now uh, called Into the Spider Cast, where I talk about Spider-Man stuff. I did. I have a bunch of episodes that you can listen to on your regular podcast consumption platforms. I've done. I kind of separated it as like a like quote unquote season of the show, where I talked about all the live action movies and Spider Verse. Uh, in that but also i'm coming back with new episodes on second week of march something like that i don't have an exact date depends on how lazy i am with editing but it's very exciting and i will take a second because i have confirmed it that i have uh to say that i have both a co-host now so i'm not relying on just me to the point where in the first (laughs) run i did an entire episode by myself because nobody would come on i have someone now who also knows a lot more about comics than me so that's if you're a comic person and you want to listen to a comic book related podcast and learn things about comics that's a possibility and also i'm going to be having on um a writer uh, a comic writer who's done several spider-ham comics uh spider-man comics in europe and a comic about the x-men animated show amongst other things he's coming on uh with that first episode of the second season in the beginning of March. And you can find it on, I already said the name and the at on Twitter is at Spideyverse pod. If you'd like to follow it and find it whenever it comes back, that is, that's my thing. Oh, and don't forget on the, <laughs> on the Griff dot shop commemorating yes. Yes, victims yes. of Havana syndrome. We have dropped a little addition to the Gusano collection that I threw together after they announced. Yes, we were lying. Havana syndrome is not real. And then continue to keep acting like it's real. You know, yeah. so you can get it they, and and laugh every time you see it come up in the news again. They literally had the, fu- they had the fucking they- 60 minute segment like yesterday. Oh, <laughs> they're literally, like, yeah. it's now on U.S. soil. Like <laughs> They just said it wasn't real. And they were like, uh, let me walk that back. Yes, you can get that. Uh, it's styled after the uh, Victims of Communism Memorial Foundation logo. Except it's an exploded cigar and it's victims of Havana syndrome. How clever, how cute I am with my ideas. Thank you. That's, That's a great shirt. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> I mean, that also forms a natural segue, too, because then I can be like, so, Grift, what's going on in the shop that has been name dropped already? Yeah. yeah just yeah. really, just an excellent MC, Ruby. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Damn, of course. Like, like Ruby said, you can get the Gusada collection. Uh, she designed all of the, the pieces in it, and uh, we're still sending the money to Cuba's COVID response. Um, That's right. And, you know, it's, it's, it's been, a, been a steady drip. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's still going. Uh, these, I think, you know, these, these are all, these are all great products, really timeless. Um, as long as the, you know, United States has its, um, uh, like wants to establish an imperial beachhead in Cuba, they will be relevant. So I'm lo- looking forward to see what we do with it in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as like other stuff going on in the shop, we finally have the, uh, the, the classic, uh, please be patient. I have autism hats. Those are out. 
uh, people were the vigilante collection. I believe. Yes, I was. Oh, you, you stole my joke. You stole my. Okay, yeah. All right, respect. Yeah, the 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 official vigilante uh, collab is, is in the shop. Um, but yeah, so uh, if you if you if you've seen the little uh, the the little Apu Pepe with the with the please be patient, I have autism hat. That's what it's that's what it's based on. So um, and yeah, so go 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 pick one of those up. I advise everyone to please uh, go check that out. Uh, in the world of the podcast, of course, uh, just follow us on Twitter at GigoCast. We are going to be having a healthy mix of shows uh, coming at you of regular uh, movie or TV show reviews as well as GigoCast because it's uh, it's just been a blast to just do <laughs> a whole bunch of movie trailers <laughs> that feels like I'm watching the whole movie, uh, especially with Uncharted uh, having two thirds of the last trailer that we talked about. Ugh. Uh, was all from the last third act, in- including a scene from the final scene of the movie. So it felt uh, incredibly justified in that. I'm saving money left and right with that. And hopefully you can too, as you uh, learn to improve your media diet. But uh, that's going to be an episode for us. Let's all say goodbye, everyone. Peace. Bye. Bye.